You're listening to PDX Pop Now Radio here on Portland Radio Project. We're going to talk to Chris Slusranko from the band Eyelids. But before we get started with that, here's a song off of Eyelids' brand new album, A Colossal Waste of Light. It's called They Said So. eyelids with they said so from the new album a colossal waste of light and in the studio with me is chris Sosrenko. hi hi how are you i'm okay how are you 
I'm good. So you've got this brand new album, A Colossal Waste of Light. It's fantastic. And you've been touring it. Yeah. Uh, you went through the East Coast and also down through California, uh, Texas. California, Texas. Yeah, we leave in three weeks to go to through the Midwest and Canada. So yeah, it's our biggest tour we've done to date. Very cool. So once again, you uh, have Peter Buck produce your yes. new record. He's like your forever producer, like. Kind of hard to not do better than that. I mean, yeah. He's, like, he's uh, just having him around, like he's such a, you know, he's a friend, but he's also such a musical hero. And sure. He, he's one of the greatest composers and rock guitarists of our lifetime, you know. Right. So to, just to have him have thoughts on compositions or production and you know or even have him like he did all the california shows with us right and you turn around and you're like peter's learned my songs that's crazy <laughs> it's just like he's standing there playing pink chair it's, it's yeah it's like it's just yeah and and i feel like the albums are different enough you know we uh we make we you know we release a lot of stuff but it's kind of fun to just kind of wipe the board again and start new cool so tell me how you go about I, you guys had a great album, Accidental Falls, a couple yeah. years before that, and the yeah. pandemic came along, and yeah, it, it came out February fourteenth. It's kind of twenty twenty, and then it was like, oh, two, we did two shows, and then it was everything like right. everyone else. We just went away. It's so dis. I mean, is that really disappointing? Like, when it that was, happens, you feel like that's the, like now the lost eyelids album that you didn't well, get to really. If it, tour if it and, hadn't been a collective loss for everyone, you know, everyone went everyone lost a lot during that time in terms of like, oh, things are kind of feel good right now in my life. And then it just was like, we had, you know, we were all, you know, we were in a pandemic and we had to, you know, honor where that was going. So, but we did feel, you know, even we felt like we were on something. It was like a kind of a special project to do since we were taking Larry Beckett's, you know, lyrics over right. the decades and writing new music to it and that it it was an exercise that turned out to be really incredible like it was really um, rewarding so we didn't get to really celebrate like that and get to, you know y yeah you don't get to play those songs you know it's kind of yeah. sad but again they're it's not a news story a lot of people were just especially creatively just weren't able to do anything sure so and then do you find yourself during all of that downtime mm -hmm. writing songs for what would end up being the next album or a little, I mean, I think we all, I don't know how you felt, but there was so much uncertainty and you were living in the day to day. It was like all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, and now we have fires in our state, right. you know, like, and Oh, and now, you know, it's just, there's just a lot to pile on. And, Definitely. um, so the term a colossal waste of light came out of that time i didn't have a song yet but i liked that phrase sure and i just held on to it but i think it wasn't until you know pretty much a couple years after the start of the pandemic that we really started throwing around ideas and you know trying to see if we had something new um yeah. Yeah, because at that point, early on, it just you had no idea what was going right. to happen. So, okay, yeah, but you did it. You got a great yeah. album out of it, and uh, yeah, no, it was re it's it's 
I, I don't take it for granted. Right. Really lucky to still be able to make music with a bunch of knuckleheads and have it turn <laughs> out good. It's like, it's really, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I should mention that you guys have a show June 3rd. Yeah. Saturday, June 3rd at Doug Fur. Fur. Yeah. And I'm guessing this is probably going to be the last show for you at Doug Fur. Yeah. At this location. Anyway. Yes, it is. Yeah. Do you remember what the first show that you ever saw at Doug Fur was? I don't know. I can't remember the first show, but Eyelids played our first show at Doug Fur. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Because the band was just a concept. We, John and myself had just come off working with Robert Pollard right. for all those Boston Spaceships records mm. where we were the only um, instrumentalists for him. And Jonathan was recording those. And when that wrapped up, we were like, well, we should, we have shorthand. We get along so well. We're making all this music. Let's do our own thing. And, um, and so we, we went in one weekend, we wrote the songs and then like a month later, we went in over a weekend and made the first album. And then we're like, I guess we should play a show. So we asked Polly and Jim to learn the songs and join us. And then we're like, well, I guess we're a band now, so we should go back and re-record some of those songs. <laughs> and then we're like, I guess, you know, so the Doug Fersher show was uh, um, our first time, you know, playing those songs. And I think we still didn't know what, what, it, what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, I st it still felt like a band of friends getting together. I mean, and we're still friends. But right. if at that point, you know, we didn't know what, where what direction it was going or what the music was and yeah so mm -hmm. but yeah i've always had a good time there that's very cool my favorite show i saw there was mission of burma oh that was great that's when they awesome. reformed so very cool okay so we're going to give away a pair of tickets all you have to do is email us at hello at prp.fm and stick eyelids in the subject tell us you want to go see them they're playing with Shaylee and the Chair Project. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, I'm excited. That's it. a really cool lineup. Yeah, it's fun. I'd like being able to put on these. I get to pick all the bands and stuff whenever we play, and I was just like, "Is that you always choose who?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I think it's going to be a killer show. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, very good. Okay, why don't we play another song from A Colossal Waste of Light? This is the track. Pink chair.
You're listening to PDX Pop Now Radio here on Portland Radio Project. For more information on PDX Pop Now, check out our website at pdxpopnow.com. Okay. Anyway, I'm here with uh, Chris Lusranko. Excellent. <laughs> no, it's good. You're doing good. It's great. Of uh, Eyelids. And we are talking about their new album, A Colossal Waste of Light. And their show coming up June 3rd at Doug Fur Lounge with Shaylee and also The Chair Project, who I've actually never seen live. I don't, I don't think he's played much live, but it's, it's, um, it's going to be, it's, he has a new single out and it'll be out for that show. Yeah. Cause um, he's uh, releasing a seven inch, right? Yeah. 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 And usually he sings lead for nasal rod and, um, right. so, but yeah, it's cool. It's just, I'm curious to hear it live cause it's like him in a bass, but right. I don't know if there's like a drum machine or what, um, or backing stuff. So it'll be cool. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if it's half as interesting as a nasal rod show, then exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I like it. Yeah, I approve. A, very. <laughs> so you have a new charity album you've done. It is a benefit for the Transgender Law Center. Thirteen songs. It is all the demos from the Accidental Falls. Yeah, the Accidental Falls. Yeah. Yeah, which is a fantastic album, which we talked about, but. These are all the demos that you put together and tell us how you go about writing. This album was very different in writing for you, right? Yeah. Because all the was, lyrics were written by yeah, Larry. Larry. Larry Beckett was Tim Buckley's main lyricist, which was really surprising to us because Tim Buckley just seems like he's such a mythical character. You just assume he also wrote his own lyrics. You know, he just, you just believe it. Right. But Larry wrote most of his best known songs, the lyrics to it. They had a collaboration. And so Larry really liked, heard eyelids and really liked what we were doing and just said, if you ever want to collaborate, you know, keep me in mind. And we weren't sure. We were intimidated at first. We were like, well, what's that going to be like? So maybe a single or a four song EP. And he even had sheet music from a song that he and Tim had written in 1966 that hadn't been recorded yet. He had the sheet music. Right. And he's like, there's also this. And we're like, no way. We're not going to be the band to touch it. But by the end of the project, we were like, yeah, we're totally the band to do this. (laughs) It was like really confident. It was like, and it was cool. John picked such different lyrical content than I did. Mm -hmm. And Larry was so open, no notes about what the songs needed to sound like or right. you know if it was a counterpoint to what he was trying to say it was really fun so these demos were us um you know some of them are us playing you know like uh you know in a, a living room together some of them mm-hmm. are like in the studio one of them is larry doing that tim buckley song on the piano so it's like really kind of emotional um and uh, and even when we played that on the record, that was the one song Peter Buck played bass on, and he said it was one of the few times he's, he's had two out-of-body experiences, and one of them was playing bass on that song. Oh, wow. He said he left his body, and he was thinking about, because he was a huge Tim Buckley fan and Larry mm-hmm. fan, so he was having like an emotional breakdown or That's something. That's pretty cool, though. It was really touching, and so yeah. he's told that story, and so... Um, so we had these and, but, you know, I came across them a little while ago and they, they were really 
cool. Um, but you know, uh, you know, two of our family members in the bands are transgender mm-hmm. and, um, we have lots of friends that are also transgender and it was like, this is ludicrous. Um, what's happening right now. And so we right. partnered with the transgender law center. Um, we did a charity with uh, Tom Sharpling in the best show when we were in California. And then this is through our band camp. Right. And so we're doing it till June 5th. It's been up two months Okay. and a hundred percent all goes to transgender law center to just provide uh, assistance and continue the fight, you know, um, for just what shouldn't be a fight, sadly. So um, is there focus, um, I guess providing legal advice to transgender. It's that, and also, yeah, it's that. Lobbying, but, yeah, lobbying. Okay. Also, it was interesting when I when we picked working doing this for them. Things hadn't really heated up in a way that they have now. Sure. And now it's like, oh my gosh, it's so necessary. Right. Everything from like you know, eviction stuff to you know employment to, you know, violence and fair, you know, it's just, it's just, the list goes on and on. So, um, and they're a resource center and, um, yeah, they're just amazing. So that's um, really cool. You yeah. And it's, up and did it's, that. it's going well. It's almost, we raised over a thousand in LA and we're near 2000 right now. Um, so it'd be great to get it over the top of that before June 5th. But right. again, everything, it's just a, um, $15 donation. Right. And then you get the download of the record you, or you can pay what you want. And then, um, yeah, hundred percent. It's going to go to them on June. 6th. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it had to be done. It's great. Very nice. All right. Well, let's take a listen to one of the tracks from the album. This is the demo for starlight limelight machine. One, two, three, four. Yeah. 
All right, you're listening to PDX Pop Now Radio here on the Portland Radio Project. We are here every Monday at 7 p.m. Okay, let's talk about some local music that Chris likes. The first one is Denim Wedding. Yeah, they, they, they rule. Denim Wedding rules. <laughs> they should be... They. It's my friends Brian and Jennifer, and they played the first eyelid show, and I'd never... Um, you know, uh, I'd been introduced to them, but had never heard them live. And I just was like, oh my gosh, they're going to be the biggest band <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I just think they're amazing. And they've, they've gone through a lot of different um, styles and different uh, lineups, um, which is impressive. But they record everything themselves and um, kind of a songwriting partnership. And I think they're, they're great. And, and they have a four-track EP called Opening for Eyelids. I just found out about that. Yeah, yeah. Because I I asked them, I think about a year ago, I was like, you need to reform and play with us. Like, you know, or, or, you know, just get it together for a live thing. Because they they weren't playing out at that point. So um, just because I want any chance to see them, it's they don't they don't play that much. So it's good to be in a band. So you can ask your favorite bands to reform and play for you or, or learn a set, you know, like, sure. So. So before Denim Wedding, we heard the demo version of Starlight, Limelight Machine, which is from your Benefit album that you did for Transgender Law Center. Yeah, it's up at... Um, mu- On Bandcamp? M- yeah, music, musicofeyelids.bandcamp.com. Uh, and it'll be available until the 7th of June. Yes. Right. Hurry, get on your computer. Yeah, it's, 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 it means a lot. Get over there and... It, I, think, yeah. I appreciate everyone who's already um, done it, and so, but it, it's it really does. It's it's it feels good to do this. That's cool. So you have a new bass player for this yes most recent album, Colossal uh, Waste of Light. Yes. Uh, how do you manage to get Victor <laughs> Victor Krumenacher? Yes, of Camper Van Beethoven and right Monks of, Monks of Doom. He moved up here. Uh, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, we Eyelids had done a tour with him uh, and Jonathan Siegel and um, Greg Leisher from Camper were opening for us doing like a set of songs of Victor's. And we just, just I'd never really met Victor before. I'd seen him play plenty of times. And it was so funny. One of my earliest shows at the Pine Street, this venue that was in Portland, um, all Ages Show, their Camper Van Beethoven's second album came out and they were touring on it. And it was so amazing because they had a pedal steel player at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the band and, the you know, Jonathan, uh, the violin player, came out with no shoes on. I thought it was like really gross because <laughs> of the things I'd seen <laughs> on that floor, uh, you know, punk shows and things like right. that. I was like, oh, gross. And... <laughs> They all looked so different and they all, it just was one of those things where I was like, oh, music's so great because bands can just exist for a moment and then they just break up. Like it felt like that, like this is an idea band, like this is no future, like it's so weird and cool. And then like, you know, they got kind of big. It was kind of funny. So, um, you know, and Victor was really young when he was in Camper Van Beethoven. He was only two years older than us as teenagers, mm-hmm. but you know, we didn't know that, you know, right. he seemed successful. So he seemed older. So, um, it's just been really fun to connect with him, you know? Um, and he's incredible. He's just 
sweet guy and an amazing player, really, um, as John Moen said, kind of the MVP of the album because it's just kind of a new sound in a way, like what he brings. He's just really melodic and pushes forward yeah. with the instrument. So, yeah, it's it's cool. I remember... This is going to sound weird. Maybe I shouldn't even tell this story, but no, no, I remember the, <laughs> I uh, remember the first time I saw him play with you guys. Yeah. Uh, I think at uh, Mississippi Studios. Yeah. And I was watching you guys play, and everyone's having a really good time and everything, except for Victor. <laughs> 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 he just seems so stoic and just like standing in the back. I mean, he sounded great, but he yeah. was just like so like kind of like serious compared to everybody else i was like yeah it's man funny. is this gonna work out like but i am very happy to say that the last you know a couple times i've seen you guys he seems to be more and more like absolutely and in it and joking around and you know i've been like, like oh, that good with, i'm glad it worked out <laughs> i was that way when i joined god out by voices too you kind of okay. don't know your role and you're just right. thinking the whole time and you're like, I don't want to be the person who messes it up. And already there's judgments. Like when I joined God of My Voices, people, I mean, that, that crowd is very drunk. Right. But they would come up to me and they'd be like, I don't like you. I like the old <laughs> bass player better, you know? And you're just like, okay, sorry. I was asked to join my favorite band or whatever. But <laughs> right. like you, in your head, I think, you know, it's, it's not autopilot yet. Where we were all like, we know our songs and we know the ins and outs. Right. And, you know, on the, on this, on the last uh, the tour of this album like yeah like victor's like at the front of the stage and he's like really engaged and i think that was just um being like oh i'm the new bass player in portland for this portland band and you know that's like that's a lot of pressure i think yeah so. and i mean he wasn't even that familiar with all the songs yet no not at all point, right so yeah 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 he's probably busy thinking about what am i playing next here or what what's on the deli yeah. tray yeah. or something. Or what crazy thing is Chris going to do at the front of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, no, he, he's gotten used to that. Like he's like, oh, he's crawling underneath the legs of people. And now he's <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's funny. When we first started Eyelids, I was really, um, I've always been a really hyper performer, but I wasn't mm -hmm. sure for this band if that's what I wanted. I was like, maybe this is my first chance to stand there. And just play the songs, and it didn't last long. After a while, it was no. Just like, I like the jokes and the yeah. You know, no, it just it was and, yeah. It's like I couldn't it makes it fun. Yeah, I couldn't fight it. I couldn't fight my personality. Just be like, oh, I'm just gonna <laughs> honor the songs now. It's like no, you're. It, I think people also really enjoyed that our you know our records like like that were a fun, funny, weird band live. You know that we're not mm -hmm. just like, you know, we're not serious. You know. You know, like I mean, we play the songs well, but we're we're not like uh, I don't know. I, I'm I, I'm really happy that the band ended up being fun to go see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are definitely always fun to see. Thanks. And you always pull out, you know, the guests and yeah. And the the thing like, I was doing lately in Portland was really fun. Is I just go through my house and I find things that are just lying around that people want like yeah like, i have a disney disneyland mug right exactly the last show. Yeah. yeah it's like how random oh, is that like that loved i had a love tractor shirt this athens band yeah from the 80s and the shirt was like ripped down the middle and people were <laughs> they were they wanted it so bad still? but they were like i want it i want it and they were just like after the show i had like you know four or five people at the merch table like i really wanted that shirt <laughs> 
You're like, ah, well. So, yeah, the mystery bag is a Portland-only thing. Oh. Who, who knows what will be in the mystery bag this at this show? But I've noticed Canada gets hand-drawn shirts. That's because you can't take merch across the border. Right. It's such a drag. Like... It's we kind have of a to. drag, but I mean, how exciting and cool for them. It is, but like we have to like take our merch right. at the Canada border, put it in a motel room for two days or three days, then go up with no records. No, I mean, it's just, it's kind right. of weird. And then, you know, we get blank shirts and we draw on them because it's like, sure. well, we need to make some funds so we can come back. Um, but it is, it's too bad. It's just really cost prohibitive to, um, claim all that stuff it's a shame that they can't figure that out there's so yeah. much yeah um, it's just bad i mean you know getting overseas is harder and you know yeah. um yeah it's it's a shame and it's getting harder for bands to come here um the the fees are just going up and if you're a huge band if you're Susie and the banshees it's sure. not going to be a problem that's going right. to be all take, taken sure. care of but if you're a band our size you know um it's hard you know um it's too bad but you know, we just, we still go up and we play, you know? So yeah, we make, we do the hand shirts. If we did that everywhere, we would be um, asleep all the time. Cause it's really, it's like drying all those shirts is like, it's, it is quite labor intensive. We, we kind of go for it. I have to figure that's kind of daunting. You're like, okay, now that we've done sound check, everybody in here start drawing totally, shirts. It's totally that way. And, <laughs> It, it becomes a bit of a thing. Like Jonathan has been like the secret weapon. Like he's not um, normally a visual artist, but for some reason what he does, what he draws tends to sell, even though they're not the craziest really? or whatever. People just want it. And I'm just like, Hey, we need another one of those, Jonathan. Like you need to do, right. Those, those are the hit, <laughs> you know, where mine are more um, stream of consciousness. Like, you know, just, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. It's it's and it's fun to you know. It's always fun to go up to Canada and play. Sure. So definitely, it's romantic. So, along with all the antics and little things that you guys do, the sweaters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did how did this start? It's funny. I um, my wife, you know, um. Joe Hamilton, who makes yeah. like all the art for, yeah, you know, like really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It like um, boggles my mind because I'm like, me too. How in the world does she even like? I don't know. She sees the world differently and can make it. Like, so she made all the paper mache figures on the new album cover and mm -hmm. she did the ore cover, which is her uncle and his best friend out of crochet. That's normally what she does is large scale figurative crochet work. And she's, she just, she's got a, she was a painter. Right. And went to Glasgow School of Art. So she just knows how to look and represent things. But um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. What was we it? We were talking about sweaters. Thank you. NYU. So she saw, she just looks at pictures of me as a kid. And she's like, you're always wearing like sweaters and stuff. And I just think you know, it was a bit of a security thing maybe. Uh -huh. um, and I just, it's weird. I'll look back at different bands and I'll be like, oh, I wore a sweater and the needful longings or I did that in deep fried boogie band or whatever, or mustache. Right. I like, I don't even remember. So I've been doing it a long time, but for some reason, you know, I mean, more people have seen this band than a lot of the other ones I was in. So right. people are like sweater <laughs> and people bring stuff and do they give you sweaters? Yeah. I've had some sweaters and things and, and, um, yeah, I, so now I just try to, if I can find one, I really like, 
I try to see if I can find a duplicate. And that's kind of the only thing I spend money on is just seeing if I can find another version of the thing that's going to wear out. <laughs> I have one that I have three of. And uh, one show I wore all three and just peeled them off one at a time. Oh, I saw so, that. Yeah. Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, people were just like, it was really weird. I saw some footage of it and it did look really weird. <laughs> it's like the same thing under but the thing I great. just ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just funny. So, but I just, uh, there's no reason. Do you for ever it. regret starting the sweater thing and like, oh no. man, I got to wear a sweater? It's like a thousand degrees out there. No, I mean, I guess it could be easier. Like in San Pedro, we played on this last tour and that was the most like drenched I've ever been. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it was really, you know, it was a packed room and stuff, but it didn't seem that hot out. But I just was wet, like just everything from my socks to my head. Right. And um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel hot when I'm. I mean, I'm. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't feel like I, I gotta get out of this. Like I'm dying up because you're so anything. into the show. Yeah, and exactly. And yeah, you don't it's realize like, it until afterwards, and you're like, oh yes. my god. Yeah, it's more of like when I go back to start selling merch again that I'm like, people are like, whoa, you're a mess, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't regret it. I think it, I just, it's just, it's what I. I mean, I'm wearing one right now. You know, it's like I, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. That's cool. It was an accidental thing because I just didn't know till people started pointing out they're like, oh, you always wear that. And I was I really hadn't thought of it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's a cool thing. It's a hot thing. You can always like count on it. Oh when you go see the eyelids. There you go. Not to like now I forced you into (laughs) Yeah, it's on the record. People are like, I'm gonna boo you. Wait a minute, I went to see them and he wasn't wearing a sweater. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah, that's when you like make those sweeping changes like, like oh yeah we're all we're, we made our electro pop record now so i needed to <laughs> change with the times and our lighting rigs and stuff like that it's always you know that's always interesting when a, a band does shift you know right fashion wise or identity wise and you know it's because you know bands do want to try things but it's always interesting when doesn't work too. That's I'm always fascinated with that. Where it's like, oh, <laughs> oh man, that was good try. Um, okay, I should remind everybody to send us an email to uh, hello at prp.fm if you would like a pair of tickets to see eyelids this June third at Doug Fur Lounge uh, with Shaylee and the Chair Project. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic show. It's going to be a good one. And we, you know, we, I don't know when we're playing Portland next. So it's probably going to be our last show for a while in Portland. So okay. it, it'll be a good one. We have some cool stuff, like you said, planned. We always kind of, in Portland, we always try to make it a little sure s- surprised. So Definitely. come out. Cool. Okay. Um, we didn't even barely get through any of the songs that you were. Well, let's say what they were play. and people can find them. Um, Quasi, Queen of Ears. Sure. It was a fantastic new album. Yeah, it's from awesome. From Quasi. That's your favorite track off the album? Off the new album? Yeah. Yeah. Queen of yeah. Ears. It's funny. I was uh I played bass in Quasi when they first started too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. When, originally they were going to um every show was gonna be a different lineup of different people. They didn't want to repeat songs and it was all conceptual. 
Wow. So it'd be like all synthesizers playing covers. And then it was like, it's this and that. And then they realized that was really probably not smart that like <laughs> they wrote amazing songs and they were better just as a two piece. Right. They're but it was so fun. good live. They're so great. But it was yeah. really, that was a fun era where it was like, you know, for a few shows. That does I, sound really I cool. played keyboards I I at one. That. I played synth on one and I played bass a couple times. It was fun. That's cool. Great songs. Uh, Sunset Valley with uh, Jackass Crusher mm -hmm. and the Miracle Workers, It Ain't Me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Well, I actually had other things I was going to ask you, but I guess um, we're out of time. And See you in the parking lot. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. Ah, no, so Super fun. I really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate you coming out. And um, go see them June 3rd, Doug Fur, and email us if you'd like a pair of tickets. Hello at prp.fm and just put in the subject eyelids. So we know which pair of tickets you're looking for because they've they're giving away a few different tickets to a few different things. So anyway, that's it. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. 